Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Celebrate You. So this week, we have Ivan Nokolov as a guest. And before I go and say hi to you, Ivan, uh, everyone, Ivan has his work with me as he's coached me before, and he's worked wonders in just half an hour. Like I was stuck and then he unstuck me and then I was like, ooh, and it was just fast, efficient, really good. <laughs> so uh, he is a mindset artist, a coach, and he used to work in Mind Valley as a community manager. So Ivan, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, thank you, Monica. And uh, it's a pleasure for me, uh, and it's an honor for me to be on the show. Um, on the label that you said, uh, mindset artist, I like to say mind reset artist, uh, because if you say mindset, it's already set, like like concrete. What do you do with it? Uh, it has to be a way to reset it. Otherwise, there's nothing to be done there. So uh, that's what we'll go with, mind reset artist. It's just one of the labels. With or without it, artist. I like that. So, how did you, how did you become a mind reset artist? What's your story? Uh, well, that's uh, that's very easy. I was um, I was struggling with my own uh, issues, and uh, it's just like with everybody who gets into the uh, the field of helping others. Yeah, they first find a way to solve a problem for themselves and then they help they want to help others as well so this is my own case as well uh, I've I've struggled with a lot of uh, limitations that were installed in me in my childhood just like in everyone um, and additionally I was born and grew up in a communist uh, country and I grew up in socialism so that contributed quite a bit uh, I was uh, born and raised to be a follower, to not be a free thinker, to be basically a puppet. And so um, whatever was, was installed in me in my childhood, all the versions of uh, I'm not good enough, plus uh, having grown up in, in socialism, I had quite a, quite a few things to resolve. And I'll tell you, um, I'm not done. I still find things that are uh, lurking in there that we have to go in. And that's why I also have coaches to help me uh, with the things that I don't see because they're in my blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's the first time that I speak with someone that brings up the topic of not growing up with limitation, but like growing up in a socialist country and what that's the impact that it had on you. So that's fascinating. <laughs> Well, it is fascinating, maybe. And for me, it is what it was. Because, you know, if you're a fish swimming in water, you don't know that you're in water. That was exactly my case. Uh, because we were so isolated from the outside world back then in this socialist block with the USSR and the other countries that, I mean, we knew we were restricted, but I was born that way. So for me, that was the normal. Mm. And everything was uh, controlled, so I wasn't way too exposed to how the Western world is, so I yeah. didn't have these desires. For me, that was the normal, and I'm not going to say here that I suffered tremendously. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Going back from later on from democracy 
see and the many years that I lived in the United States as a Republican democracy, whatever the mix is there, I could appreciate more fully uh, what I have now or what I had later compared to what it was. But I had a good childhood. It, I enjoyed it. Awesome. Good. It's like good to hear. <laughs> uh, and then it's like just building on that. You, you said like something spot on that it's like as a fish, something along those lines as fish, you're in the water and you don't know you're in the water. Therefore, you don't know your limitations. And that yeah. happens to all of us. Like we just have a worldview with, and we see things as they are and they are normal for us. And we set limitations to ourselves on what's possible mm -hmm. in life or not possible. And I know a lot of the work that you do is around limitations as such. What can you tell mm. us about that and how to deal with those? Well, I think the biggest element in a journey of noticing the limitations so that we can address, because you're right, if if you swim in water and that's your entire life and somebody tells you, hey, this is water. In other words, it's not air. You're like, is it water? For me, it just is. I don't know if it's water. It just is. Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest tool in the toolbox to begin a journey of transcending these early limitations and sources of resistance is awareness. Yeah. To grow the awareness. Now, granted, as, as humans, the human animal, we already have an awareness. Going back to what uh, Bob Proctor said, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago, he said, the difference between a dog and a human is this. If I bring up a dog on the stage, the dog knows that it's on the stage, but it doesn't know that it knows that it's on the stage. Mm. A human would know that it knows that it's on the stage. So this is, this is what makes us This is the only difference between us and the rest of the animal kingdom. It's the knowing that we know. It's, it's the ability to be the subject observing the object. Yeah. The ability to step out of our own little existence and circumstance. Exactly. And so now having said that, most people, including me in the past, live in, in a place where what's happening, the people around them, the, the circumstances, the events, is they're so involved in that and their awareness is so focused on that, that the event is actually their life. It's their reality. Mm. But when you begin growing in awareness, what, what that means is you begin stepping back from what you're observing and you realize yeah. that you're observing that. You are not that. You are observing that. And the, the farther out you step out as you grow your awareness, the more you realize, oh, all of these things, they're not me. There are things that are just events. Yes. But they're not me. Oh. And so when you start creating this distance, then these things start affecting you less and less and less. And you can begin to exercise your choice now To purely observe instead of getting sucked into something and then now you and that thing is one yes and that is such a beautiful observation 
but it reminds me of when you coached me for the first time, we talked about the identity and me being the director. And then the analogy that it's like, it's a movie, you have a director, you have actors, and then you choose as a director, you choose what the actor can do and what you want the actor to do in the next uh, phase of the movie. So it, it kind of relates exactly to what you just said, that it's like, we have choice, but if we are immersed in this world of thinking and we don't observe it, we don't even realize that we have that choice. But as we mm. observe, then we're like, oh, I can detach myself from the event and then say, I have choice, I'm the director, and this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And this is actually another example of uh, what I just shared. Uh, being, well, imagine it this way. You're either inside of the movie and it's just happening all around you, or are, you are in the movie theater watching the movie. Hmm. And you can think of your awareness as the screen on which the movie is projected. Yeah. You have one movie in living, you have another movie, but the screen is the same. And so this awareness, which is the real you, not the you in your labels and your assumed identities, but the real you, the you that's the essence of who you are, that's the canvas on which the movie is played. And this one never changes. And most people live in their movie and they're so sucked into that experience that is just happening to them. It's not happening for them, it's happening to them. They forget that they are, yes, they're the director, yes, they're the actor, yes, they're also the character, but that they forget that they're playing this character for them. Yeah. Oh, just like important. in your own case, this one predominant identity becomes everything. This is me, this is me. The reality is this is not you because when you go back uh, let's let's uh, use um, your ex your your um, case as an example. Before you were who you were at work, you still were there, right? You existed. Yes. So saying I'm this, whatever you are at your work at your job, no, you're not this. This is one of the roles. This is one of your identities. But saying I'm this, that means that you didn't exist before that, and you stopped existing when these circumstances, circumstances changed. You didn't. You're not going to stop existing. No. So therefore, that's not you. Exactly. The real you is something far behind that or far above that. And so when we create, start creating this distance and we start seeing that we're not what's happening to us, we're not the events, we're not the circumstances, then, then we're in a situation to begin noticing, oh, wait a minute, this, this is something that I believe in, but that's not me. Just like the basic, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Well, is who, who's not good enough? Is it the, the character or is it the essence? Then, you know, it's not yeah. the essence. Yeah, the essence, never the essence. is not, not good enough. The essence yeah. is just is. Yes. The story of I'm not good enough is in whatever we're sucked into right now. That may and change tomorrow. That, <laughs> yes, exactly. When we create that 
space, now it's like, wait a minute, this is, who believes that? Who believes that I'm not good enough? Whose belief is that? It's not the core of me, the essence of me. It's not my soul's message. It's this character that I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, it's not true because the character is just the character. Yes. And I'm the actor. And whoever is not good enough, it's not the actual me. It's this thing. And since I can... I can play my character any way I want. I choose now to play a role where I am good enough. That is deep. <laughs> and I have a question. So it's deep, but at the same time, it's very simple. However, many of us have a lot of resistance to change. So we are attached to this identity. And then when stuff happens, whether because we are looking actively looking for change or because just life happens and there was change and we need to evolve into something else, there is a lot of attachment to me being who I was and there is a lot of resistance to me becoming the new person or the new, not becoming the new person, but a lot of resistance to moving to the next scene of the movie. Mm -hmm why <laughs> one is uh, why and then two how do we manage that better mm, this is a great question well the reason why is because wherever we are or we were is has become our comfort zone it's just comfortable that's okay. it and anything else will require change and change for some reason is very scary to most of us. Yeah. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. We're changing into something else. We're, we're shifting into something that looks different. It feels different. It's no longer the same. And mm -hmm. you'll be surprised, but people suffer continuously. They, have, they, they, they live lives of chronic suffering but they're not moving out of this because it's their comfort zone. Yes. And I'll give you an example. And this will, be, um, this will be easy to relate to for a lot of people, but, and this was my case. So let me just share uh, very openly vulnerably here. Uh, some years ago, I was on a phone with another coach and she was, you know, she was helping me out and, and I was, really struggling financially at the time mm -hmm. really struggling and I, I i remember i told her no matter what i always find a way to make things happen it might be the last day the last hour but i always find a way to yeah. make things happen financially and then i said i've i've always been a survivor and I know how to be a survivor. And then she said something that stunned me. She said, well, do you want to be a survivor for the rest of your life? Or do you want to be a tribe thriver? Oh, and then I remember I was quiet for 20 seconds. <laughs> that hit me so hard. But here's the thing. When we live in a certain state for a certain period of time, we normalize that state. It becomes our comfort state. And so back then for me, this 
uh, trying to make and meets and figuring out things at the last moment was my comfort zone. I was creating my life this way. I, I was unconsciously creating it so that at the end of the month, I have to figure out how to pay my bills. Of course. It wasn't happening to me. It was happening from me because it was my comfort zone. Because having enough money so that I never worried about that, it was uncomfortable. Can you imagine this? It was out of my comfort zone. It was unusual. It was unfamiliar. So yeah, I had to create you? it every yeah. month. I had to create it every month. Same with people in relationships, same people within their professional lives. They may complain from something, overworking, stress, um, um, burnout, mm. or in relationships, they always find a partner who's abusive and doesn't treat them well. Why? It's because their comfort zone. It's what they're comfortable with, what their unconscious mind leads them towards by way of both action and inaction, which is inaction is a form, yes, of, a form of action, you know, acting, yes, choosing to not act, but the very fact of making a choice is a form of action. So what I'm trying to say here is to answer your question, the source of resistance is the fear from change, which causes people to avoid, to avoid change by staying in their comfort zone, even if that means more of the same pain and repeating mm. the same pain over and over and over, that's suffering. Pain is yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, pain is there for a reason. It shows us what we don't want. But repeating the same pain is oh, yeah. refusing the lesson that this pain brings. And that's suffering. And that suffering is by choice. But yeah. many people will choose to suffer because moving out of that is uncomfortable, even if it's better for them. That's a very good. And how? And the second part of the question was, uh, "What do you do about that?" Well, yes. <laughs> uh, change. The reason we don't want to change is because it's outside of the comfort zone or, or close to the edges of the comfort zone. But that's where things happen. But what, what prevents us from getting to the edges, to, to the zone of the unfamiliar, what prevents us is fear. Mm -hmm. And there is no way to make things happen unless you learn how to alchemize fear, how to use fear In your favor. As, a, as an agent of change. Yes, In other words, we will, if, we will if all anyway. fear will stop you, then there will be more of the same. Yeah. And if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting the same results you've always gotten. It's as simple as that. In other words, if you want something to change, you have to start doing things differently. You change something for something outside of you to change. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Even it's if it feels And we're afraid. Yes. Yes. And so the point is start overcoming fear. Fear. And it's not a rocket surgery. It's, it's simpler than that, but it's not easy. Why? Because it's fear, because we're afraid of fear. And so, that's nothing but anticipation of future pain. It's nothing. Yeah. It's just a, a collection of sensations in the body. That's it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and you told me that the other day as well. Because exactly, my question was going to be, okay, fear, we feel the fear. And then we're like, 
it's uncomfortable <laughs> and then we don't move. But then at some point the pain may be big enough or we feel a little bit less fear, but still we have fear. But then how do we, how do we move with that fear? How do we stop fear paralyzing us? Well, you just said it. Um, for some people who are mostly pain motivated, when the pain gets big enough, eventually they'll move because overcoming the fear will be far less painful than staying where they're at, where it's very painful. So that, that will be one. The, the problem with people who are pain motivated which is actually more of the people are pain motivated than dream and pleasure motivated. The yeah. problem with that is that these people will move just enough where they don't feel the pain and then they'll start the efforts and they'll get right. Yeah. They'll get sucked right back into the same pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't move far enough to where they permanently change the situation. Yes, I can totally relate to that in different aspects of my life throughout many years. <laughs> so I never thought about it like that, but yes. So then it's a matter of moving away from pain for a longer for period those who are, of time. Yes, for those who are pain motivated, that's, that's what it is. But the question is, how do, we, how do we overcome the paralyzing fear? If it's so big, how do we overcome it? Um, this is a very loaded answer. I mean, I can do a six-week course just on that, or I can talk for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> and it'll be, it won't be knowledge, it'll be applied knowledge. Yeah. But um, number one, realize that once you take action towards something that scares you, next time, the next fear feels much more benign. Mm. It doesn't scare you to that degree anymore. Because you've done it once. You're yes, you came it once and your ego now knows that you're not going to die from the same of thing. Course. Because that's the ultimate fear. The fear, the, the ego is afraid of death. That, it, that whatever scares you will actually kill you. Yeah. It's separation. That's why it stops you from your dreams because it thinks they're dangerous basically the ego does a perfect job keeping you safe in the present but it yes. does a careful job uh, from keeping you safe in the future because it keeps you from living in the future now if you're in the middle of the street and the truck is coming and you see it and you have three seconds to jump off, you're going to jump off. And yeah. so in the present, it's working greatly. But when it prevents you from a future dream because of the anticipation of future pain, it doesn't. Oh, it's the ego playing with our minds. A terrible job. <laughs> and so can you, can you hear me or did yes. I break? Yes, it break? broke a little bit, but we can hear it. Okay, so the, the ego has to be trained. So number one, when you take action towards something that scares you, the very same thing next time doesn't scare you as much the more action you take towards it the less and less it scares you until it becomes your comfort zone now you have to challenge yourself with a bigger challenge as far as how to get moving well if the fear is paralyzing break it down to the smallest step that you can take that doesn't invoke this intense fear maybe it's uncomfortable but it's not 
loaded fear that yeah. paralyzes you. Yeah. And that's it. Simple. That's the simplest way I can put it. It's beautiful. It's just like simple. Just like one small action at a time. So that then we mm -hmm. normalize the new situation rather than get paralyzed by this idea that's in our heads. And it's not happening anyways. <laughs> it's just in our head. Exactly. It's, it's expectation. The future doesn't exist. The past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is now. Yeah. And somebody says, well, all, all about these things that happened in the past. Where are they? Can you go back there? Can, is it a room you can go back to? Is it, can you go back to the event? No. No, but I remember it. When do you remember it? Now. And you have a So choice. it's not your past. It's your memories of your past that you're talking about. And your memories of the past are happening in the present. Yeah. Same with the future. There is no future other than the anticipation that you have in the present, other than the expectation that you have in the present. Yeah. So all you've got is the present. And when you realize, well, nobody is breaking my arm right now, then the, the alchemization, the alchemy of fear begins. When you realize that you're perfectly safe in the present right now nothing's happening nothing for the majority of people nothing's for happening. the majority of people only when we think about the future about this scary thing well we all know from experience that it pretty much never happens the way we think ah. it's going to happen <laughs> anyway and when we get there we kind of uh, find a way to overcome it figure it out it just doesn't look scary at all exactly so why worry about it now yeah, so that is a very beautiful way to kind of like put all these concepts together because we covered a lot and they are like deep and powerful concepts. Then how mm -hmm. do you, if at the end, it's all about being aware and then being aware of my fears and then overcoming that fear by taking small actions so that it's more com so that it becomes more normalized and that then I don't get attached to that old identity or that old role I start evolving little by little and it seems like it comes back to being in the present what do you do to stay in the present hmm. Hmm. Well, this is just like uh, going to the gym and working out to, to make your muscles stronger. Exactly. This is, this is not something that you make a decision and all of a sudden it works that way. You make it happen. And for me, this is, for example, one of the reasons why I do meditation is to train my awareness, yeah. to sit there and observe. Yeah. And when a, a thought sucks me into something, I can go, oh, wait a minute. I'm not this thought. I'm, I'm the one thinking the thought, but I'm not the thought. And so in my meditations, I repeatedly do that. Every time I get sucked into a thought, I come back and go, hmm, that was interesting, but it's not me. Yeah. It was just a thought and I'm letting it go. And then another one will suck me in and I'll, I'll become the character and then I'll pull back out. So that's how we train awareness. And that's how it starts. Awareness, paying attention. Yep. That's the second thing. 
we ought to pay attention. And one of the one of my teachers said, paying attention is called that way for a reason because it's it's like currency. It's expensive. Paying, paying attention. Yes. yes yeah. Pay paying. attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. the only way you can observe that you're sucked into um, a thought, that you're sucked into the character. You are inside of the event. You are a part of the circumstance. When you pay attention, now your awareness can pull you back out into the safety of who you truly are and not who you thought for a moment or a day or for some people their lifetimes who they actually are. Yeah. No, you're not that. You're not the character. You're not the name. You're not your profession. You're not what you graduated in school. You're not the kid. You're not the adult. You just are. You just are. Yes. That's oh, it. that's so beautiful. You just are. And it starts with training, paying attention. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Paying attention awesome. and awareness. Awesome. Thank I you. Mean, it sounds simple and, and it's not complicated, but it's not easy. It's not something that I, it's something that I continue to work on. And it's something that we work on. Most of us that are on this path will work on this for the rest of, rest our, of our lives. Yes. And some, some people, but very, very few, I believe, they will get to a place where they'll permanently transcend their ego, yeah. their sense of self they'll get behind this and they live from that place of just being the I, the observer, but not the I am this. They are yeah. just the I with yeah. nothing after that. But uh, it hasn't happened to me yet. I don't Not know to me neither. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know too many of these people. So uh, that's the journey for, for, for most of the us. The rest of the mortals <laughs> that are in the journey. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having this conversation. Where can we find you? Well, the best place to find me is my website, ivannikolov.com. That's I-V-A-N-N-I-K-O-L-O-V.com. Also, Ivan Nikolov Life on Instagram and um, ivan.n.nikolov on Facebook. That's, these are the main platforms where I reside. Uh, and if you give me permission, I also yes. would love to share about my mission yes. that I committed to several months ago. And this is to gift 1,000 complimentary 30-minute coaching sessions in just 500 days. So that's two a day for 500 days, unconditional. And uh, um, I ought to finish by my next birthday next year. And I've gifted, we've gifted over 240 at this point. So we're close to the quarter mark. Yeah, also. But I still have uh, three quarters of the way to go. And these are open to anybody who has always known that they were born for something more and they feel that they haven't expressed fully yet. And so if I can serve these people, uh, they can go to my website. The best place is again, ivannikov.com forward slash 1000. And that will be the page where they can apply for one of these gifted, absolutely free complimentary 30 minute coaching sessions where I serve them to the best of my ability. And maybe we can uncover one or two of these major limitations that they're still um, holding on to 
yes. that are not allowing them to play full in life in their career, business relationships, health, um, and wealth. Everything, yes. So if you're listening, like when you listen, if you go to Spotify or to the post that I'll put in social media, I'll put the link to the website. So you can go straight and then just register to have the session. That's why I met Ivan and I promise you, he's amazing. So do go ahead and register. <laughs> and, and, and if you're listening to this, I mean, they are complimentary sessions. So he's doing like, something very generous as well. So just receive the gift and open yourself up to having a new moment of awareness and a new perspective so that then you can move on to the, to the authentic and real you that, that, that we're all aiming to rediscover every day. Beautifully said. And uh, Monica, thank you for having me on your podcast on your show and um, sending a lot of love to you and all of your listeners with full appreciation thank you very much thank you thank you so much Ivan thank you ladies and gentlemen and hope you enjoyed this episode and as usual listen to it again take one idea and implement that idea and I'll speak with you next week thank you so much and sending you much 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 love ciao